Today on Lockdown Red Wings, better effort, but unfortunately, still not enough as they fall to the Rangers 5-4 to four in overtime. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty, also host over at Locked On Tigers and just a little over a week away from opening day. And uh, I'm pumped. You, you know I'm going to be wearing my Tigers hat on that recording. <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, that'll have to be uh, an earlier uh, recording on Thursday night. I got a, I got a big day Friday. Oh, he's got a big day Friday. He's teasing it. He's got a tease. Um. Thank you for making lock on. Whoa! Thank you for making lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. Don't try and say all the words in a sentence at the same time, or it becomes I do just it often. mush. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms. Scotty, big news before we get to the breakdown of the game: we have two Red Wings tickets to give away, thanks to a man on Twitter. His name is Jack Richardson. Uh, follow him at Jack Richardson. Jack Richardson. He is giving away. Through us, his two tickets to the Ottawa Senators game on Friday at Little Caesars Arena, as Section 200, I believe. So if you guys are interested, go to our Twitter page, follow at BrianFisher971, follow at Bentley Scotty, and follow at Jack Richardson, and retweet that tweet so other people can see it and more people can enter. Um, and thank you, Jack, for being generous enough to give away your Red Wings tickets to Friday's game. Uh, Hopefully, there'll be two lucky fans that'll put it to good use. Short timeline, though, Scotty, on this giveaway, because, you know, we were made aware of it. We verified that it was legit. And now you have, at this point, by listening to it, it you have like a few hours left. We announced the giveaway on Wednesday afternoon, and we're going to give it 24 hours. So by 3 or 4 o'clock on Thursday, I'm going to announce the winner on Twitter so we can get you along to Jack so you guys can get those tickets. Yeah. So you got this is the like the only episode this will even be talked about in. So yeah. like like the only one. Uh because by the time we record tomorrow's episode, we will have already picked a winner. So you got to go in and and it all it's literally just follow three people. We're assuming if you listen to this show regularly, you already follow two of the three people, which means you're basically already new, entered. <laughs> right. You you got to follow one new dude and retweet a tweet and you could win tickets to the game on Friday against the Sens. Yeah, so uh, kind of a win-win, right? I mean, if you don't get the tickets, you get to follow me. And, uh, yeah, you get to see that I listen to anime as my number one Spotify uh, genre. That's exciting if you're a Red Wings fan. Yeah, yep. It's really the biggest <laughs> win of all of it is just being able to follow Brian. No, actually, Scotty's the way better to follow it. He also runs the Lockdown Twitter account uh, regularly during games. And, honestly, not, not meaning to stroke your ego here, Scotty, but – your video reactions that you post always make me laugh. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but especially the one of Kanye falling from the ceiling gets it's me actually rising raised up. He's getting raised. And yes, that is one of my favorite video reactions at the moment. It's really, really good. Or, or was it the other night when the Red Wings didn't get shut out? You're like, didn't get shut out. And it's just like a tractor doing a wheelie. Yeah, there was the tractor one. That's a classic that I have like, uh, I, I use the one of, 
um like the dmx concert with like 85 billion people there like and and it's oh, like yeah. oh like and i use it for like really stupid stuff <laughs> it's just like a huge wave of people celebrating and it's like scored a goal down seven one <laughs> also no, but my favorite one of all time all time is uh i have a in the movie into um not independence day uh other will smith movie that's a hot topic of conversation that dude right now um oh, just in, um oh what's what's the movie bro I don't know. There was a lot pursuit of pursuit of happiness. There we go. The movie and the, the scene in pursuit of happiness at the end when he gets the job and he goes, and this is called happiness. And then he's just like standing in the street, clapping and crying. I use that so often for the most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> Didn't I... get swept by Cleveland. Instantly done. <laughs> like <laughs> use it so much. It's awesome. I remember when you uh when the Antonio Brown stuff was going down at the end of the, the football season and you like immediately got on that and we're like posting Red Wings tweets using like the football pads there. And it was so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's great when it's topical. Uh, anyways, didn't the Red Wings play last night or am I mistaken? Uh, they did play. Oh, okay, good. Um, I believe they lost five to four in overtime, gave up three separate one goal leads. They led two to one. Three to two, four to three, blew all of those, and uh, losing streak now at four games. So that's not fun. But I will say, if you're looking for silver linings, I think the effort in this game, Scotty, was a lot better than. Well, I mean, hard to get worse than the game against Pittsburgh, but it, it at least for the first half, it looked like they actually came to play. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me. And I don't mean this in like a I'm not interested standpoint because I will never not be interested in the Detroit Red Wings. Um, but I, I, I am with every game that goes by, I become less and less interested in the win or loss result for the team. Uh, you know, not like spring training for the Tigers level of uninterested in winner and in, in the winner loss result. But as a whole, I'm I'm far more interested in the individual performances of guys at this point than I am, you know, squeaking out a win or, or, you know, blowing a lead sucks. And that obviously looks bad. And, and it's something that we need to fix because we do it way too often. But as a whole, um, I, I think I'm, I'm far more interested in like stretches. The teams goes on and, and individual performances at this point than I am like, Oh, we lost four in a row. Like, like, yeah, we're well out of it. So. Yeah, and I'm not really I'm, – I'm with you. I'm not really focusing on any of that at this point. I think it was nice to watch the team respond in at least a competitive fashion uh, while they went in uh, – after that Pittsburgh Penguins game, they didn't just roll over to the Rangers too. Like, they went out there and they, they held – they did have three separate leads, which on one side is great, and then they blew three separate leads on the other hand, which is bad. But, you know, they came out ready to compete. And like you said, the individual performances in this game – were much better. I mean, I think we, I think we always lead off with goaltending because it's such a hot topic. Um, Nedeljkovic, yeah, and it's yeah, it's easiest. Nedeljkovic is going to be forced into like he's going to have to start because now Red Wings are on their third backup goaltender as now Calvin Picard is injured. Victor Bratstrom, the backup of Grand Rapids, has gotten called up to the NHL level. Nedeljkovic, he's going to have to start these games, and I think honestly, in today's game, he did just about all he could. I uh, still had a save percentage beneath 900, but I mean, 
the team in front of him were letting up so many good high quality scoring chances. I think they had at the end of the game, 17 high danger shots against it was a rough game for him. And I think in the last 10 minutes of that game, especially Nedeljkovic played it incredibly well. He did everything he could to keep that lead, made some incredible saves on guys like Panarin and Chris Kreider, Chris Kreider, who got what, his 45th goal of the season tonight. So I think Nedeljkovic did all he could in this game. I mean, I'm, I'm past the point of blaming goaltenders. If, if like, I mean, you know, Pittsburgh again, being an outlier, but I, Nedeljkovic did all he could. No, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I've I've made pretty vocally on here that I, I've been at that point for a minute now, right? I mean, I I, I don't unless you're giving up eleven. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not really not gonna put any law pin any loss on goaltending at this point. Um, we all know what our goaltending situation is. We all know by now how good Ned is. And more so than anything, we are all very well aware of the defense that is in front of them and how consistently the performances are not always his fault. Yeah, and today was definitely one where I didn't feel like it. Like, he did he did allow a couple softies in, but I think he more than made up for it at the end of the game with some of the saves he made. And that goal that, goal that went off of Cider at the end of the game to tie it, like, that's just unfortunate. I mean, Sider was trying to block a pass, ended up deflecting it into the net. You can't, you can't really prepare for redirections off your own defenseman. So, I'm, he did all he could. I thought he played fine. I thought overall, if you take out the Pittsburgh game, which I mean, you can't logically, you know, it's not fair to do because he did play bad in that. But if you ignore that game. He has been playing a lot better recently than he was on that rough stretch. Outside of that game, he's been playing pretty well, and I think this game should be included on that. So it's good to see when you're focused on individual performances, that's that's a guy that you're going to look towards. Um, you know, I last I checked, Moritz Sider is still leading um, in betting odds for Calder. And we're going to talk about how he's increasing those betting odds on the second other half of this. But if you want to get in while betting is hot on Moritz Sider with those betting odds, go to betonline.net after months of playing. Hey, uh, real quick. If you're a longtime listener, you should be sending Nolan and I thank you letters handwritten in the mail for getting you on the Cider Calder betonline.net wave before the season even started. Because it's going to win you money. Also, that, that, Cade, uh, that Cade money line for rookie of the year, Cade Cunningham. Yeah, That's looking that. pretty. Betonline's uh, got it going on, baby couple good rookies in the uh, Detroit area these days. A couple more coming up. Things are starting to look up for uh, Detroit sports. We're talking about those odds, actually, for real, as as we get close to the season over on Tigers. Here we go. After months of playing, (laughs) even start it, really. After months of playing, college basketball has determined the top teams for the Final Four and will determine this year's national champion this coming week. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info. Uh, from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Uh, yes, Scotty. Mort Sider was the bomb in this game, to to put it lightly. <laughs> yeah, man, he was 
Billbomb.com, <laughs> as those kids say. Oh, those kids. No, he had uh, two apples in this game, two assists, and both of them. He just, I, I don't know how to explain it other than just looked deceptive. He's incredibly talented, and it's the combination of his smooth stride and his smooth stick handling at his frame that makes the way he does these plays so deceptive. Uh, the, I know for sure the one against the, for Jacob Verana, he was at the blue line, made a nice couple moves at the blue line, maintained possession, threw it down. Jacob Verana, absolute. I mean, the guy's just an elite sniper. We'll talk about him in a minute. Then Tyler Bertuzzi, he's fading to the right, fading to the right. No look pass back to Tyler Bertuzzi in a high slot, rips a slap shot goal. More cider, man. Just what, what else can you say about the man at this point? Then give him the colder. He deserves it. He, he's the guy. If, if it's not unanimous at this point, what are we doing here? You know, right. I mean, it's, it's not even a, an, if, you know, at the, at, at this point at Zegras and, and the ducks. Oh my, you want to talk about teams that have fallen off since February. We, we give ourselves a hard time. Yeah. They the were ducks second went the from division. like, like a playoff team, you know, upper echelon team in, in their division to just a tank fest. I mean, they have been brutal the last month. Uh, and you haven't really heard Zegras's name either, nope. which for a while there, every other day you were. So um, at this point, if he'd, he's going to win it. Moritz Sider is going to be your 2021-2022 Calder winner. That You can take that to the bank. Yeah, the, real, the debate for me at this point is is unanimous or not. The the debate is, yeah, I was going to say how 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 easily does he win it, but right, it's it's getting close to unanimous. You can see here on the hockey impact cards that he was the best player on the Red Wings today, and you could see it in the way, like even the defensive zone, man, he was mowing players down. Um, mowing, 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 mowing players down? that was natural. Huh. That was natural. Huh. I did it? not do that on purpose. That was slick, um, man. He just he continues to impress, and you know I'm not even gonna look bother looking at things like expected goals for percentage in the, in a game like this. The whole team's expected goals for percentage was asses. They got absolutely shell from game uh, from the start of the game to the end of the game. Uh, the um, Rangers from the start to finish gained more and more possession and more and more quality scoring attempts, quality shooting attempts rather. And just by the third period, they had an 86.12. 86.12 expected goals for percentage. So, of course, it's going to be really bad for all the players. So, on games like tonight, you want to look at impact card. How these team, how these players impacted the game for their team. And you can see Moritz Sider, top of the list there. He looked great. And, uh, yeah, the stats back it up there. Other hand, Scotty, very bottom, who do you see? Uh, Ronick? Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. Philip Peronic uh, had almost not a great game either. Yeah, Martin. The only reason Mark Stahl is not at the very bottom is because he had a positive individual impact, and that's because he had an assist. Uh, right. Well, Phillip, yeah, not not great against yeah. his his uh, his former team there. Philip Peronic, on the other hand, looked looked like uh, a guy that somebody should have walked out on the ice and given him a map. Like he didn't really look like he knew where where he was going most of the evening. It was not a very good performance for Heronic. Yeah, no, and he's also had a weird ear. 
it, it's a stretch of performances at this point where he has continued to look like he's just been getting walked in the defensive zone and not just like coming down straight on, but along the boards as well. I mean, players are just breaking down along the wing and just burning him. And, you know, if that happens to me at men's league, it's go, okay, well, I suck. But <laughs> if it happens to Philip running at the NHL level, it's like, dude, play gap control. What are you doing? Hey, hey, you know, rub him out along the boards. The game bobbleheads as he won. Uh, probably zero. I got yeah. half of one one time because I had to share it with another player. But <laughs> so what are we talking about? What are we talking? <laughs> no, no, but, but he, really he's had a weird year, man. Like he, I mean, do, I'm I'm sure a lot of us have have already forgotten his weird beginning of the season where he just like was healthied for like he he played the first what two games and then just got healthied for for like a week and a half straight and we were like what the hell's going on and then he just came back it was pretty decent and then he's been a roller coaster since like yeah i think it was he's, what, had, a, he's had a weird games? season yeah he got healthy scratch like three straight games on a road trip or whatever and we were like okay well if it happens again we we know something's up but then he didn't and then he played good and, and then he, he was good came back yeah we were like okay good. <laughs> i guess maybe now, he just needed a break <laughs> So it's, it comes to question is like, is he just a streaky player? Like, is he good? And then is he just dog crap? Because that's, that's, that, I guess that's a little bit inflammatory, but not good, I guess is the, uh, is, is the best way of putting it. Cause he's not, he has not been good recently. And it, it shows again today. He's not only was he the worst impact wise, but he was genuinely the worst, you know, expected goals for percentage wise, which I said I was going to bring up, but. <laughs> it's just no, it's I mean, like and you know you, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to prove your point but it's it's just it seems to be that the last week of performances for him is just highlighting a really weird roller coaster of a season for philip peronic and last year he was one of the lone you know bright spots on this team uh honestly last season and and had had a lot of apples and everybody was was all about philip peronic and now this year it's been a, a much different tune i would say yeah i'm not giving up on him i still think he has his role i think right now what's happening is he's being pushed into a role above what he is capable I of i agree with that i think I a lot I, of people on this team are doing that yeah i mean they're forced to i mean i think he's still a good mid-pair defenseman to play on power play too i mean he's he's got a cannon of a shot but I mean, he he's not, you know, he's not going to be a top pair defenseman. That's not his ceiling. So I think util, utilizing him properly, he can be very effective. But I think right now he's just being forced into a role he's not used to. Um, speaking of being forced into a role, Danny DeKaiser had a hit played today, and he had the third best impact of all the players on today's game. He came back and he, you know what? And I mean, playing playing with cider will do that to you, but he didn't look bad. He had an apple in today's game as well. Um, so he had a positive, he had a positive, it was a good pass, individual too. impact and he had a positive defensive impact, the best positive defensive impact of any of the players on the Red Wings today. Good by for him, far. Man. Good, good for, good for DDK. Good for He DDK. had a good defensive game. And I love to see that because I mean, we talked about it, but I, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Danny, the guys here. I just, I really do. So I'm glad to see him come back and play a solid defensive game. Now he didn't have a very good offensive impact in this game, but I mean this game was it was it was okay. It was just okay. I don't I wouldn't expect that out of a guy like Danny DeKaiser anyways. So I'm happy to see him have a positive impact for the Red Wings overall in in, in any game. I'm yeah, why not? Him. Why not? 
Well, and then the question becomes, and we're not going to break down Denny the Kaiser's play um, too much here, but was he like, I, I had it in the back of my mind that him going to IR was like one of those making a roster space move. Like we waved him, put him on IR and because he's hurt, which I'm sure he is hurt like to a degree enough to justify going on the IR because he's got myriad of back problems. But was he actually hurt? Because like coming off, he had a good game coming off IR. Or is that a bit knee jerk? Like, yeah, probably <laughs> like, I don't know. That seems ballsy. Ballsy claim, hot take. It seems like a hot take. Prime like DDK hot. is back after a stint on IR. Uh, Prime DDK was good, man. That's Bold, why. Brother. That's why I'm happy that Seems he had a good Bold. game. Uh, so, <laughs> God, I can't. Sometimes I can't even take myself seriously. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Verana, why was he on the third line again? You know what? If I could answer that, I feel like I would. I don't even know. If I could answer that, I would be able to be paid a lot of money for like mind reading abilities. <laughs> what? Because like there is no logical explanation, and the only person that knows is Jeff Blashill. So, like. If I knew that, I would be very, very wealthy because that means I'd be able to read minds, and that would be crazy. I mean, he ended up still playing 15 minutes in tonight's game, last night's game by the time you're listening to this, and that's because you know, he had power play time. He had two and a half minutes of power play time, and that's when he scored. But him scoring is like you, you, you're, you're having a guy who, let me, who now has seven goals, two assists in nine games, or nine and nine points in what twelve games, uh, eleven games, nine points in eleven games, just continues to score at almost a point per game play, pace since joining the Red Wings. And you keep putting him on the third line, and I don't get it. Now Joe Valeno, and I'm not. I'm, this isn't Joe Valeno slander by any stretch of the imagination. He's actually been solid. He has been at the very worst a net neutral impact on this team. Most games recently, he's been a positive Which, impact. For comparison to the rest of this team, is pretty much a positive impact. Yeah, his growths, you know, and we talked, we've talked about it on end. His growth since the All Star break has been great. Like he's finally, you know, taking shape. Uh, but Joe Valen- J- or Jacob Vrana needs to play top six minutes. He needs the ice time of a top six minute player. He needs to be playing with top six minute talent. And Joe Valeno's getting there, but he's not there yet. He needs to be playing with Dylan Larkin. And, you know, Bertuzzi was on there with Raymond today, and, you know, Bertuzzi got a goal, and Raymond got an assist. It was great to see. But he's he's being underutilized playing there on the third line, and I just can't wrap my head around. If you're going to have him, if you're going to have Joe Valeno be your his center, then how? Move Joe Valeno up to the second line. Because Pew Suter's been underperforming of late anyways. Move him down in the lineup. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> There's there's a plethora of things you could do to make sure that Jacob Verana was getting top six minutes, mm-hmm. and with the addition of him on the power play, he you know he got he had what fifteen, yeah, fifteen and a half, I think. Yeah, that's you know let's like let's give him real top six. Let's give him top six and the power play. I'm glad we finally got the power play thing. Like that he, was you nice. Know, he's finally getting consistent minutes on the power play, which is nice, but. Let's like let's let's grow up, you know. Let's, let's grow up. Let's 
let's put on our big boy pants and actually give Jacob Verona top six minutes. I'm so tired of this nonsense of, oh, he's going to guarantee score every single game, but he's going to do it in, you know, 12 or 13. Like, I'm, I'm so tired of this. He's such an elite sniper, too. Yeah. Like, the shot he, today was nasty. It was. And he does that so often. He just got such a good shot that I just, I cannot wrap my head around why he continually gets placed on the third line when he's producing at the rate he is. And it's just, it, it, it's baffling to me. And this is not, you know, Joe Valeno. Like I said, it's not Joe Valeno slander. I think he's been growing. But I mean, with the injury of Robbie Fabry, you would have thought, and the, the departure of Nemesnikov to the Dallas Stars, you go, okay, easy. Jacob Vrana, top six forward. Nope. Still third line. I mean, that also goes back to our coaching conversation uh, that we had on Tuesday's episode. I mean, that's just, that's a really bold and strange coaching decision to make. I mean, this is one of your best forwards production wise, and you continually put them on the third line. And just, it it baffles me. I I would love to hear somebody ask the question, why is Jacob Brown on the third line and get an answer? Because I I want to know. I genuinely want to know. Somebody ask. I don't, I'm not in those press boxes. You're at LCA all the time. Yeah. I, my job, I would get in a lot of trouble Trouble if I went up to Jeff Blash and was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you went up to Blash. You guys are riding an elevator. You're like, hey, man, why the hell is Verona on third? <laughs> what am I not seeing? I'd probably phrase it as like, what What? What do you see Um, that, I don't know. How do you phrase the question so it's not like you're being a, you know, a butt um, about it? What is the reasoning? No, no, no. We, we honestly, we should make it a compliment. It should be like, I noticed that Jacob. Hey, Verona has been really successful on the third line. Like, why do you think that is? Ah, uh, see, that's the that's the sports journalist in him speaking there. That was a good, good, that's the, uh, well that's phrased the writer question. Within him, right there, the writer within. We all have a little bit of a writer within, and sometimes it peaks his evil head out. Do we? I, I do. Do all of us? No. <laughs> uh, I definitely don't. Hey, Bertuzzi scored. Yeah, good Good for Bert, man. 26 of the season? Yeah, oh, I hope he gets that 30 marker, honestly. I think he, I hope he does. He hope he gets that paycheck in the offseason with that extension that Eisman's supposedly working on now. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread for Bert, baby. I mean, like, no, I mean, it's good, and he uh... – he, I feel like he hadn't scored in a minute. Uh, no, he hadn't. He really hadn't. Um, it's been it's been a while for me. He's he's a streaky player. Last time though. he scored, I don't remember either, but I know it's been a while. Hey, you want to see something fun? Of course. Um. Oh, dude, come on, man! <laughs> you, again, like this is this is disgusting. First off, look how horrible ours is. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a, a, atrocious. And then you have, I mean, that's, both of these are horrid. Like, both of them, the, the for those who aren't watching on YouTube, Brian just pulled up the, uh, the, the heat map for the shot chart. And that is, I mean, that's as bad as it gets on both ends. The Rangers one is entirely blue. I mean, yeah, in like in front of from the net. dot to dot, 
Yeah, like yeah, that's really rough, man. That's really rough. And then ours is there's just no there's just no heat like, at all <laughs> at all. It's just all light green from everywhere. So Rangers obviously played a great defensive game. We take advantage of some opportunities we were given, but at the end yeah. of the day, it's hard to win too many games when you're looking at that afterwards. Yeah, and so <laughs> it really puts in perspective what you consider an improved effort. You know, I've been saying that all game, or all episode that it was an improved effort. Maybe I'm a little bit in shock still because when you see something like this, it really helps you sink in. And when you that, yeah, maybe it was an improved effort over the Pittsburgh game, but the team still got dominated. The, the, the Rangers still had a dominating performance, and this is at all strengths. So this includes the the two power play goals uh, the Red Wings scored. Red Wings power play was the most successful thing that they had going for them today, which is a very rare statement. Um, but their power play scored two goals. And if it weren't for that, I mean, this would be all New York Rangers all day long, as you can see with all situations included, it was, it was a dark blue or dark, you know, the Red Wings side is dark red Rangers side is dark blue, dark blue from dot to dot all the way down to the goal line. It is bear. I don't know if I've ever seen a more concentrated and that, wide. I mean, I'm not kidding. That might season. be the ugliest opponent heat map we've been given this season yeah and this is certainly one of the ugliest offensive ones we've seen for the red wing side as well i mean this is like genuinely two of the worst we've seen all year and i think we're, this was actually a you know a game that went into overtime yeah and i mean i think a lot of it too is if if you're looking for a way of summarizing this game yeah it was an improved effort from like they they, they were they played it close but they were dominated offensively defense looked poor they did capitalize on power play opportunities, which is good. But I don't think Georgiev for the Rangers was all that good in this episode. Or <laughs> this episode, this in game, this episode. rather. Sorry, we're recording an episode, but they played a game. Uh, that Michael Rasmussen goal was brutal. Like, he's, he would want that, that one back. That was tough, man. That, was that really goal that Rass, it was tough. Um, the I thought goal he looked good in the third. Yeah. But that Bertuzzi goal, that slap shot from high in the slot, I felt like he was out of position for. Because a slap shot from he that was area. Out of position for. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if I slap shot from that area, you should is directly on. You should have been able to make that save. I mean, I was celebrating nonetheless, but he let a couple of softies in. And I think you take those out, and this game looks completely different. So I think really it was good power play, bad Rangers goaltending that made the Ranger, made this game close because the Rangers honestly dominated from start to finish and dominated more. As the game went on, I mean, expected goals for percentage for the Rangers was eighty over eighty percent in the third period. They took over eighty percent of the quality scoring or shot shot attempts in the third. That's that's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're spot on. Uh, it's uh, it it was definitely a lot closer of a game than it probably should have been. Yeah, and uh, that's just where we're at with the Red Wings. Sometimes they'll get dominated, but play a team close. Uh, that's, yep. <laughs> that's how the rest of the season, I think brand. it's going to be, uh, because it's at this point, guys, you're joining the tank. You're tanking for Shane, Wright, baby? I dude, I'd cry. I mean, we've seen teams jump up before, so yeah, uh, you just got to hope the Red Wings jump up before that. Though. It's our turn. Our time is nigh. Dude, if we got, do you know? He's so good, dog. If we got Shane Wright, I would cry. I, <laughs> I like I'm not kidding. I would cry tears. 
I mean, you're looking at a top 10 pick regardless at this point. So mm-hmm. any, I think Steve Eisman in the top 10 of the draft, any draft is going to get you a damn good. Oh, player. absolutely. Absolutely. This uh, is not like a, Oh, if we don't get Shane, right. We're not getting a good player. This is actually a, a, a pretty, it's a deep uh, pretty deep draft sands, right. Anyways. And then next year is supposed to be even deeper. So pretty oh, Connor pretty, Bedard is supposed to be even better than Shane. Yeah. Right? But well, yes. Well, Nah, they're both really damn good, man. It's it, Bedard's crazy too, though. Both these next two drafts are are, are going to be great for for I the mean, whole league and hopefully the Red Wings. Bedard's what like sixteen, and he's 16, still yeah. he's dominating players who are like U twenty. I'm he, kid's insane, and I man, when this season ends and we go deep dive on prospects, I mean, we might just do a Connor Bedard episode anyways, even though he's next year's draft because he's exciting to watch. That's the dog. He's nasty. Yeah. Um, Scotty. Oh, any final thoughts before we, we plug the giveaway again? Uh, we ball and yeah, retweet, follow everybody and win some free tickets, baby. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's do this thing. So yeah, retweet that follow at Jake Richardson, uh, the generous man who is going to be giving away these tickets. Uh, Jack Richardson. Sorry. Said the name wrong. Jack Richardson, uh, at Brian Fisher, nine, seven, one at, and at Bentley Scotty and retweet it to be entered to win. If you're already subscribed, if you're already following us and you've already retweeted it, then Hey, you're already halfway there. So get those Red Wings tickets, baby. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode on Friday, same time, same place. It's your team. Every day. Every day.